2: Molly Green
3: and Darren
0: Rudge. Alan, Alan, it's Molly and Darren. Hello, Molly and Darren. Hello, How are you, you recognise
3: us? I do, I do.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure you do. The mm-hmm. Happy Garden. <laughs> <laughs> If winter comes, can spring be far behind? Welcome to another Happy Garden podcast. My name is Molly and I shall be guiding you through the next hour or so of horticulture and humour. As the days get longer and, dare I say it on the odd occasion, warmer, we had 17 degrees last week, mid-February, the garden becomes a hive of activity. So much to be doing, so much to be planning and as we speak, I've just put all the bedding on the line. Is a lovely, lovely day. Now, one man who is as busy as two bees this time of year, brackets but not with bedding or laundry, it's your expert, the laughing gardener, Darren Rudge. Hello. (laughs) That deserves a round of applause.
2: (laughs) Thank you. you How do you know? How do you know I don't do the bedding? I was
0: gonna say, have you just come in from putting hanging out the sheets, Darren?
2: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> been doing something very boring this morning.
0: You can't say that.
2: Can't. No, no, you no, can't say that. It was, it was exciting, but boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can't say that. Darren's been doing some official work today. What if any of your bosses hear this podcast? Silence.
2: <sighs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, you've been doing what? Uh, educational stuff today, learning stuff today.
2: Yeah. Zoom meetings. I'm I'm just just leaving it there. Official Zoom meetings. Official Zoom.
0: Right, well, (laughs) on to our podcast today. You're going to be doing the usual bits and bobs.
2: I am. I've got uh, uh, jobs for the week ahead, and I've got a fantastic money-saving tip. Once again, a natural money-saving tip. Nature gives us some wonderful things, and here's a money-saving tip that I'm going to give you that nature already gives us. Nice. So there you go. And I tell you what, my jokes this week...
0: You even texted me a couple of days ago (laughs) to say that we're going to be blown away.
2: You'll be blown off. Your socks will come off, Molly, today. I said to you,
0: is it as good as the potato chitting joke? And you said it
2: supersedes it, so... Uh, I think so, yeah. All right. I think.
0: Oh, we'll we'll see. Let us be the (laughs) judge of that. And also, we'll be hearing from George Plumtree from the National Garden Scheme about how the NGS did last
2: year. It's a good name for uh, NGS director, isn't it, Plumtree? Plumtree, what yeah, yeah. What, a, what else
0: could he be called?
2: It's like people at the RHS. New directors at the RHS, Mr. Weed.
0: No. <laughs> yes.
2: Really? Yes. You have a look online, Mr. Weed. Mr. Weed. <laughs> And there is another, the educational director is Suzanne Moss. Oh, Ovs. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Love So, it. there you go.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Love that very much. Oh, and also, Darren, a little bit later on, we're going to be hearing finally from uh, Caleb from Clarkson's Farm about archaeology that they've found on the Diddley Squat Farm. We've bumped Caleb down a couple of times, but we'll definitely play him today. We'll also be hearing from Andy Lound as well. He's got horticultural history today. It is the history of rockeries today. Ooh! Yes, and uh, lots of questions for you, our Dazzler, including one on badgers, and I might slip in Monty Don's take on badgers. It's only like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of audio. I sat down with him, didn't I, a year or two back and asked him loads of questions. So I I might just play his answer on what to do if you've got badgers, because we've got a question about that a little bit later on.
2: Okay. All right. Yes, lovely. So... All of this and more still to come on The Happy, happy Garden
1: with Molly Green and
0: Darren Shall we, my lovely Darren, start with a few jobs for the week ahead? Yes. <laughs> now in
1: the Happy Garden.
0: Oh, I say sweetie. This is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well yes! Three, two, one. Go, Darren!
2: Well, it gets a bit breezy around this time of year, so uh, just check that young trees are securely tied against those early spring gales so they don't get rocked in the ground and suffer from wind rock. I'm always talking about wind rock, are Molly? But this can tear root systems and can eventually um, kill your trees. Bush roses. Um, normally show a little bit of growth at this time of year, as well as repeat flowering roses and climbers. So, should be pruned, you naughty people. If you haven't done them already, they need to be pruned within the next two weeks if you haven't already done so. Roses that can also be planted at this time of year, as well as most deciduous plants and evergreens, really good time as long as it's not too wet. If it's too wet, just delay, just keep them out of the ground in a pot and then um, actually plant when it's dry. Perennial flowers are showing signs of growth as well. In this case, just lift them up. You can divide them, disregard the centre and replant the outer shoots.
0: Now, Darren, um, uh-huh. Caroline Quentin is on the show next week. Oh, Hello, I'm yes. Caroline Quentin, and you are listening to the Happy Garden Podcast. Hooray! Hooray! She's wonderful. Oh my God, she is so, so nice. She's got a new book out. It's called Drawn to the Garden. <laughs> and she is so, so, so lovely. So she's on the pod um, next
2: week. Yay! Did you interview her after your hangover? Wasn't
0: that the afternoon of your Hangout? Oh, thank you for remembering that. To yeah. the Chinese. No, I new wasn't hung No, I wasn't hung out. Who was I? Hang on, let me think. Oh no, I... you were. Oh no, I was. <laughs> 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 oh no, I can't lie. Yes, I was. Oh yes, because my voice had gone and I had a thick head and told you to keep it down, didn't I? Yeah, that yeah. was. Was that last
2: week? <laughs> that was last week, was, wasn't it? Like
0: Kung hey, Fu <laughs> Choi. But I think I made a fist of it. It's, well, we'll see next week when I play the interview. Darren, would you like to do some money saving tips?
2: Yes.
4: Okay.
0: Oh, and we're going to hear from Caleb off of Clarkson's farm next after we've had one of your amazing money saving tips, our dazzler. Now,
4: live on the Happy Garden
0: Podcast, it's time for Darren's money saving tips. Yes. Go,
2: Darren, go. Well. You may be thinking about starting to uh, take cuttings from that early flush of uh, green growth from your plants, folks. But forget chemical based rooting hormone compounds and use, yes, procureers up liquid honey. So don't use rooting hormone. First of all, it's mainly token powder. Secondly, rooting hormone that you buy from your nursery or your garden centre has a shelf life of six months. How many people have had a pot of that for more than 20 years in their garden shed? Use liquid honey. It's naturally antibacterial, it's naturally antifungal and contains all the hormones you need to root your cuttings, folks. Just dip the end of the cutting in the liquid honey and insert into some cutting compost into a pot of compost and pop on a sunny windowsill. And you'll be surprised with the results. Nature gives us some wonderful alternatives, doesn't it, folks? So use them. Forget about rooting hormone and those gels. Use liquid honey instead. How about that, Molly? Liquid honey. Woo! Darren's money-saving
3: tips. Hello, I'm Caleb, and you are listening to the Happy Garden Podcast. Thank you.
0: Now, we had Dr Alice Roberts on the show a couple of weeks ago talking about archaeology found in UK gardens, and I had a chat with Caleb from Clarkson's Farm and asked about the archaeology that has come up with the plough on Diddly Squat Farm, of course, owned by Jeremy Clarkson. Caleb, on the show last week, Dr Alice Roberts was with us talking about... um, back garden archaeology and stuff that's been found in agriculture as well anything interesting ever come up on the farm with you
3: what when we're plowing
0: yeah and just anything of i don't know any historical significance
3: yeah we've had like um we've had like old I, i've plowed up an old like uh, you know like back in like world war one when they used to have the horse like collars basically to pull like tanks and stuff like that and pull like armored vehicles and all this so i found an armored um Basically it was like a, a horse collar, if that makes sense. Like a yoke uh, like to like harness. harness. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. harness. Um I found one of them They dated back to like World War One. Um and then we I used to work on a farm. Um and uh, and they found some coins. As they as they discovered these coins, they found a skeleton. Um, no and it was a Yeah, so it was um sort of the Kingstone. A lot of back in the day, like going just going way back. Um, they used to bury like some the rich up there. If that makes sense, it was like a, a ceremony to plant the rich up there, and um, they took the skeleton out. And around the skeleton was all the jewelry to show yeah. that she was from wealth. And they found out that she was a girl, and she must have died of a brain tumour or something because there was a crack on her skull. Um, they reckoned she was sixteen years old.
0: Did you see that? Did you see the site?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it when it came out. Yeah.
0: I bet that was absolutely amazing.
3: Yeah, it, it was. Um, it, it was uh, it was it was interesting to hear about all the traditions that they do you know, in terms of certain ways they plant the I say plant I'm a, such a farm aren't I certain way they place the jury around and and place the body for the sun um it's yeah it's quite it was quite interesting
0: when I saw the end episode of the latest um Clarkson's farm, you know, you know, when he took you up in a helicopter for your surprise, which was just yeah. amazing. However, when I watched that scene, I was thinking I was looking for crop marks in your, you know, in the farm, in the <laughs> uh, in the land, thinking, I wonder if there's, you know, uh, a roundhouse there or strip fields there. Or, you know, I was having a look for archaeology when you're in that helicopter. <laughs>
3: well, there's normally like um, they get like circles of like mushrooms and stuff like that which is quite cool. And, like, crop circles, which are really cool as well. There's all of a sudden a circle of, of green grass will come up in a weird field. It's quite cool. But why why does it do it? I don't know. It's weird.
0: Caleb there from Clarkson's Farm. How sweet is he? And, oh, he mentions about planting people when they die. I mean, that's really sweet, isn't it?
2: He's a lovely bloke, isn't he? He is. He really is a nice bloke. He is. Planting yep. people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea, isn't
0: it? Which reminds me, I have finally secured a date to interview the lady who composts people over in America. Uh, when you die, you can be composted and the soil given back to your family. See, see now,
2: I don't mind that.
0: You'd like that, wouldn't you? You've said before.
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that mm, at all. Being composted. You know, at least you've got some use, haven't you? Your friends and, and family... Rather than being <laughs> in same. a wooden box. Yeah, and...
0: When's the funeral? There isn't one. We're composting him. I'd yeah, it's all
2: right.
0: It is all right.
2: I think so, anyway. I think people get very, um, I don't know, worked up about death, don't they? Mm. But it's part of life, isn't it?
0: It is, of course, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> in nature, things go back to the soil. They go back to being soil. So, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one we'll be covering on the pod in uh, in weeks to come. Now, Dazzler... Hello. You sent me the sweetest thing in the week that really, really brightened my day, and it came really? completely out of the blue.
2: All oh, right, what was that then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what could that be? <laughs> I tell you what, Molls, it's an absolutely stunning morning for a stroll. Absolutely gorgeous. You hear the birds? I mean, you can hear the M6 in the background, but I love this time of year, you know, Chuck, because everything is so happy to be alive. It's absolutely gorgeous, including Bear. Say hello to Molly Bear. Speak. He's not going to do it. He's concentrating on sniffing. That's a little robin. Absolutely superb. Makes you full of the joys of life, doesn't it? Have a nice day, Chuck. All right. OK, speak to you soon. Love you lots. Bye.
0: Oh, Darren. Oh. That absolutely made my day before it even started. I think I was, I think I was still in bed when I listened to that. Uh, but that I got out of bed with a spring in my step because that was so oh. nice of you.
2: Well, I was walking along the canal side with the dog, obviously, Bear. I just thought I'd send you a voice note, really, because it was overpowering. The twittering of the birds yeah. was overpowering. It was wonderful and it did. It really warmed my heart and I thought, I've got to share this with Molly.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you did. It's the uh, time of year, isn't it? The birds are singing so loudly and, it, yeah, it does your heart good.
2: I seemed so happy to be alive. Yeah. I really, really did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I no, loved it's it. brilliant.
0: Thank you for thank that. you. No, thank no, you. No, no, thank you. Thank you, Darren. That was just lovely. Now, we're going to be hearing from the amazing and astounding Andy uh, Lound next. He's exploring the history of rockeries. Um, However, Darren, shall I uh, give you a question? We've had a few in this week.
2: Yeah? Go on, then. Let's, uh, let's see what you've got. This, what you got for me this week.
0: Well, we'll start with Beth. It says, uh, Molly, Darren, firstly, I hope Darren's eye is on the mend. Well, and actually, brackets, I've, I've put down here, Deb has also been inquiring about your eye on the email as well. She had a retinal detachment too, so she was checking up on you mm. in the week. Uh, Beth says, I need some advice on houseplants. I don't have a garden or indeed any outdoor space, but having listened to the Happy Garden podcast uh, and to your show for many years, I'm going to get some indoor plants. My flat doesn't get a great deal of light, does that matter? And which plants shall I start with? I need them to be simple to care for. I'm quite excited about getting into plants, but I just need advice as to where to start. Thank you both, and that is from Beth.
2: Oh, Beth, thank you ever so much. The eye. Let's start with that first of all. The eye is fine. It's getting better every day. Um, the pain is starting to subside. Oh, good. And uh, I've got drops now. I have to put drops in three times a day. So uh, do you get on all anyway. right with that?
0: I I can't do it. I just shut my eye when they're coming.
2: Well, <laughs> the, this this uh, particular eye drops that I use has got a pump action Molly. What? So it's got a pump <laughs> a action. Pump action on it. eye drop. <laughs> How, how like does a, that work? L- like a shotgun. Oh. Well, it literally is like a shotgun. You, you You literally, you put the tip next to your eye and then you push down and it fires liquid oh. into your eye. God, but don't you just shut your eye when you know it's coming? I would. Nah. Oh. Just stare at it. You have to stare it out. <laughs> Look
0: it straight in the eye and pump
2: it. <laughs> and go, and, well, and that's done. it. Well Job done. done. Three times a day. So actually find it. Easier to use. And to u- Who's that? Hello, gonna... Mrs. Darren. Hello. Oh, I've having...
0: just going
2: it down to be and there because the drawer's collapsed under the sink. OK, all right, right. then. Hi, well, wait a second. Well, hold guess, on, yeah. hold on. Molly says. The
0: drawer's collapsed under the sink, so Mrs. Darren's going to fix it while you're lying on the bed.
2: Yeah, mm. So, um, but she's going to fix it with a new hammer drill. She had for that Christmas. she got for Christmas.
0: I was going to ask you. You know, at the end of your stroll audio, you know, you said you loved me. Yeah. Does that mean I get a set of saucepans? Yeah. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> nice. That's nice. Oh. Then I get coffee then. Yes,
0: <gasps> Good for her.
2: <laughs> Do I get
0: coffee before you go down to B and Q and fix the kitchen sink? Unbelievable. Unbelievable Darren (laughs) So lucky to be married
2: (laughs) So back to the question then Sorry for that Beth (laughs) It It was a very rude interruption wasn't it (laughs) <laughs> um starting with houseplants doesn't matter if you got very much light because houseplants mainly are tropical so they live in darker conditions and it's generally warmer so that's why the houseplants are like to be inside now if you want to start with things you absolutely cannot kill try Aspidistra. it's called the iron plant typical victorian plant leafy plant that you can grow in next to nothing, uh, no daylight at all. And they're really renowned for old Victorian houses where they used to sit in hallways with virtually no light. So there's the first one to try. Then you can move on to things like rubber plants, you know, ficus, elastica. How about a weeping fig? It's almost a tree. So if you want something to make a statement in your living room, a weeping fig Ficus benjamina is wonderful. And you can get them braided sometimes so they're almost uh, the stems when they're young uh, they are actually woven into a braid and they look really 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 exotic in your living room. You can grow bananas, you can have cannas, you can have all these sort of things going on in your uh, living room. Uh, and you don't need much light at all to actually grow these things. So don't think just because you've got a dark flat Uh, an apartment or uh, a place where there's not much light, that you can't grow plants. You only need a little bit and you'll absolutely astound yourself. Now, the big thing to bear in mind is not to overwater these things. I call it my rule of thumb. So if you pop your thumb on the compost and it's damp, then it's watered enough. If you can lift the pot up, if it feels heavy in your hand, again, it's watered enough. And for most houseplants, it's good enough to put a saucer underneath, put some horticultural grit in there and water from the base. Only water from above if they absolutely need a good drenching. And that's about it, really. Just go out there and indulge your new passion. And any plants that you actually pick up and you wonder, what on earth am I dealing with here? The thing to do is to get in touch with the Happy Garden uh, (laughs) Company. Compost. Compost, I was going to say. <laughs> Podcast.
0: Okay. Oh, there's a new sideline. Happy Garden. Yeah. Compost. Happy Garden. Compost.
2: How about that? Yeah. Merch. <laughs> like it. But get in touch with us. So if you do buy these plants and you're wondering, what on earth do I do with this? Just get in touch and I'll let you know. Oh, cool. I'll tell you what to do. There what, you go. what about
0: where Beth gets them from? I was at... Um, where did we go? Gosh, we've gone to so many garden centres lately. Knockouts in uh, in Shirley, huge variety, but wow, huge price tag. Whereas there's places like Morrison's where you can get them for like a pound or two, but they're weenie and obviously you need to grow them on a lot. Uh, what would you say about where to purchase, das?
2: So as we're not on the BBC anymore, do you know who we were? Wait, wait.
0: <laughs> Molly and Darren. Do you know who we were? <laughs>
2: go. Um, we can start to recommend places, can't we? Yeah, so yeah, go we mentioned ahead. Morrison's. Morrison's. Do you know something? If I'm struggling for a, on a landscape job to buy climbers yeah. in particular, I go to Morrison's. They, they're good, so, aren't they? They are. They so really, really are good. You know. But one place that I particularly enjoy buying house plants from is IKEA. So if you get yourself down to, they are big and they are really well priced. They're really decent stock and they're really well priced. And the thing about IKEA is, the people that look after the plants in IKEA are trained. So they're trained horticulturalists. It's not like your B and Q and you know your yeah and yeah. (laughs) yeah. They're just giving somebody the job that they didn't really want. Okay, you can look after the plants Um, in IKEA. They are a trained person. They're a trained professional looking after the plants, and they are gorgeous, Molly. Absolutely stunning plants from IKEA that I, I've bought for five pound. You know, maximum sort of ten or twelve pounds for ones. a really decent yeah. sized plant. Yeah, cool. So, there you go. That's my recommendation for the week.
0: Have you? You've still got one? Uh, is it Wensbury?
2: Yes, they've yeah. shut the
0: one in Coventry. Have they? Yeah, yeah really, which is a shame. Yeah, I've, yeah. So, but Wensbury, what is that? Junction, 9?
2: junction nine? Junction nine, yeah. Or you can M6. you can you can get off at of junction ten, but you have to come back on yourself.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, or oh, well, you might live somewhere else in the world, in which case you won't know what we're talking about. We've had loads of new listeners actually, Darren.
2: Oh wow, yeah. where from?
0: Well, we seem to be quite big this week in Rotterdam. a <laughs> Putter, shock. And The Hague. What? Mmm. Where's a Shock? Uh, Netherlands. Oh. Put-a-shock.
2: Put-a-shock. Put-a-shock in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... That's... Oh, God. <laughs> that's good, Darren. I'm quite pleased with you on that one. <laughs> put-a-shock in it. Uh, also... Um, put-a-shock. have board... never heard of
2: put-a-shock.
0: No, normally. Well, we have now. Boardman in uh, in the United States of America. Popular in boardman. Norman. Uh, hello to you if you're there, and um, Seattle as well. Lots of listeners in Seattle. No, we've we've done well. We've expanded wow. this week internationally. So uh, hello to you. Do drop us an email, by the way. i will just shut that down. Um, do drop us an email if you are listening elsewhere in the world other than the UK. We'd uh, we'd love to hear from you. The Happy Garden Podcast at Gmail dot com. Let us know who you are, where you are, and. Um, Yeah, and how you are, that would be smashing.
1: If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden Podcast, then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at the Happy Garden Podcast, you can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden
2: Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Did you see I put a post on the um, the, the Happy Garden Podcast about (sighs) my war?
0: Oh no. Did you not see that? No, now you've now you've got rights. I um no, I've withdrawn a bit. Let me have a look. I've got my iPad here. Now you're taking a what? bit of re- you're now you're taking a bit of responsibility for the fate for the social media. I don't like social media particularly. Oh yes! Morning folks. Hope you're in Oh, here's my latest one with Bear Springs on the way. Oh, what lovely pictures. When did you do that? A couple of days ago. Well five
2: <laughs> <Do> days ago. <laughs>
0: There's me keeping up with all the social meads. I didn't it's lovely, see. It?
2: Yes, it's a lovely dog. Oh, it's I put gorgeous. all the flowers, the, the, all the flowers that I saw along my journey. Oh yes, five miles oh, we look walked at that, that 13 day. Thirteen
0: photos. Look at that.
2: That's nice. And you didn't even look. Didn't even notice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look now. That's look, fine. we've completely got. Um, sidetracked. no, no. I'm sorry. We've got all sidetracked there by. Um, Shove a sock in it. Oh, I don't know where we went then. Have we finished with? <laughs> we finished Beth's with. we Are we done with Beth? Okay. We're right. done with Beth. We're done with Beth. Thank you very, very much uh, for your questions. <laughs> it's all question. over the place today. It's <laughs> all over the shop. If you want to ask a question, it is the happy garden podcast at gmail.com. Right, our does Shall we get Andy Lound on? Shall we amaze and astound with Andy Lound?
2: Yes, please.
0: Okay, let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> today it is the history of rockeries
4: it's amazing astound with andy Lound. that's me good morning molly and darren today let's explore the enchanting world of garden rockeries a harmonious blend of nature's rugged beauty and human creativity these unique landscapes often overlooked have a rich history and offer a captivating canvas for garden enthusiasts. A garden rockery is not just a collection of rocks, it is a carefully crafted composition that mimics the beauty and complexity of natural rock formations. Skilled gardeners artfully arrange rocks of different shapes and sizes to create a visually striking and harmonious scene, blending the raw essence of nature with the human touch. The selection of rocks is a crucial aspect of designing a rockery. Gardeners consider factors such as colour, texture and geological characteristics. Rocks with interesting features like veins, crevices or unique shapes add depth and intrigue to the rockery. Local rocks are often chosen to harmonise with the surrounding environment. One of the charming aspects of rockeries is the opportunity to incorporate a variety of plants into the crevices and spaces between the rocks. These plants, often succulents, alpines or other rock-loving species, mimic the natural flora that thrives in rocky landscapes. The result is a garden that seamlessly integrates rock and plant life. Throughout history, rockeries have held symbolic significance in various cultures. In Chinese and Japanese gardens, rockeries symbolise mountains and are believed to bring good fortune. In European traditions, rock gardens gained popularity during the Victorian era reflecting a fascination with naturalistic landscapes. Aside from their aesthetic appeal, rockeries offer practical benefits to gardeners. The rocks provide a thermal mass, absorbing heat during the day and radiating it at night, creating a microclimate that supports the growth of certain plants. Additionally, rockeries can serve as effective erosion control measures on sloped terrain. Rockeries also attract and provide habitats for various forms of wildlife, insects, small mammals and even birds may find shelter among the rocks and plants. A well-designed rockery contributes to the biodiversity of the garden, creating a miniature ecosystem within the larger landscape. Garden rockeries are more than just decorative features, they are living sculptures that celebrate the intricate dance between geology and botany. I created a rockery using rocks that contain fossils, had ferns and some small water feature, I had help from a gardener, though, called Terry Dactyl. Cue wind and tolling bell. So, Molly and Darren, more from the potting shed next time.
0: And marvellous. Whee! Thank you, Andy. Love him. Well done, Andy. You. I've got a list actually of bits and bobs that he's done. Here we are. Here's my Andy Lound book that I've got here to my right. Um, history of flower shows on the way. Oh, wow. Sheds. Yeah. Allotments. Yeah. Uh, manure.
2: The history of manure. Yes,
0: that's quite a good one.
2: <laughs> no, you're going to like it. I bet that will be <laughs> sh- <laughs>
0: Darren, very pleased with you on that one. <laughs>
2: I'm building me up for my jokes. I'm telling you, okay. <laughs>
0: it's fantastic. Uh, history of tulips, rhubarb, greenhouses, apples. My favourite, though, because I edited it the other day, is uh, the history of your bush. Now, <laughs> now he really struggled with that one. <laughs> That took some editing, let me tell you. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) And I think today he's composing the history of gnomes for us for uh, International Gnome Day in a couple of months. So lots to look forward to. (laughs) If you want to find out more about uh, Andy, go to andrewlound.com or indeed, of course, if you want any horticultural histories, Um, get in touch with us and uh, we'll ask Andy to do you one. Stay exactly where you are. We'll be back in two ticks. We're just going to have some adverts. uh, And then we'll be back with more of your gardening questions for Darren, also hearing from Monty Don on how to deal with badgers as well, digging up your lawn. Hang fire.
3: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get thirty, thirty. to get
1: thirty, to get twenty, twenty, twenty. to get twenty, twenty. to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a
3: month. Sold. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch.
4: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T shirts are super soft.
0: Good. That's sheet two done.
2: How many we got to get through? I forgot
0: to send you the sheets. Four.
2: Four? Yeah. Oh, that's all right.
0: You're doing doing quite well, actually, seeing as I didn't send you anything (laughs) this week. Didn't send you any sheets. Okay.
2: (laughs) One sheet. What? One sheet. One sheet? One sheet. I met him, you know, at the NEC. Who? One of the garden shows. One sheet. What? Yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about, Willis? You know the man who did the advert? Do you know the man who did the advert? One sheet. No. Do you know that? What? Have you gone mad? What? Yeah. What? what? One you know sheet on of
0: t- what? One sheet of. Of what? <laughs> oh, not the um, <laughs> Spanish looking man. Yeah. And it was kitchen roll, very strong kitchen roll. That's it, yeah. One no sheet. No way, the one sheet yeah. man. Yeah. I'm going to have and my he's... iPad with me when we do the Happy Garden podcast. One sheet He's man. His trousers
2: were really tight. They <laughs> were really, really tight.
0: One sheet man. Oh, well, there he is. Oh, his name is Juan yeah, Sheet, sh- as in J U A N Juan Sheet. Juan Sheet clean. <laughs> one Sheet cleans it all. It was for plenty. <gasps> That's Ple- it, yeah. Plenty kitchen roll. Juan Sheet. Juan Sheet. Juan Sheet. What was he doing it? What was it?
2: Gardener's World. Yeah, he was a gardener as well. Why? And the women were flocking to him, Molly. Let's have a look. Why? Because he was selling plenty, blooming, whatever well, it is.
0: Kitchen roll. They had him on the kitchen, kitchen roll, roll stand. He's quite handsome. Did, yeah. Let's have a look.
2: Well, was, go on. he got a pert bottom. Well, how, how, do, how do
0: you know? <laughs> there we go. One sheet.
2: <laughs>
0: well, how did we get onto one sheet?
2: Because we were. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, gosh. What? Completely we were talking lost about how many sheets.
0: Oh, yes. We were talking
2: about how many sheets we got left. Right. <laughs> and you said two, and I said, not one sheet.
0: Oh, gosh. Talk about round the houses. Okay, right. We're on sheet three now. I don't think there's anyone called three sheets, is there? We're on sheet three now. <laughs> to, to the wind. <laughs> oh, dear. And what's going on today? Are you ready for another question, Erdas?
2: Yes, yes.
0: All questions welcome.
2: (laughs) Bring it back.
0: (laughs) Bring it back down. The happy garden podcast at gmail.com. So this is from Margaret for you, our Darren. Uh, She says, hi, both. I saw Molly's picture on Facebook of her. Oh, this is the badger. I saw Molly's picture on the Facebook page of her lawn, which had been dug up. I have exactly the same problem at home. My question, Darren, is not how to deter badgers because they are only doing what they do naturally, but I'm not sure how to go about repairing the patch that they have now been digging in. Should I do it now or should I wait for warmer weather? Love in the podcast. Thank you for the laughs. You cheer me up every week. I'll oh, listen to this. I have a date with you every Friday morning at 11 with a cup of tea and a slice of cake. All the best, Margaret. What a lovely... Oh. Lovely email. Uh, but, yeah, her, uh, her her lawn is looking a little bit like mine. What to do?
2: Well, uh, Margaret, badgers are coming in for the food, as you rightfully said. If you maintain your lawn a little better... It stops the food from being there. So what they're looking for at this time of year are um, Schaefer grubs, these big, fat, witchety grubs um, that look like little aliens when you dig them up. They've got like six pairs of little legs right at the very front and a big brown nose. And that's what the badges are coming in for now. It's entirely the right time of year for you to do this. But if you aerate and scarify on a regular basis, um, what Schaefer grubs don't like is disturbance. So if you aerate and scarify on a regular basis, you'll not only improve your soil uh, underneath your turf, you'll get rid of those Schaefer grubs. And that will deter the badgers from actually coming in. Now, with regards to when to do it, do it right now. It's not a problem. It's really mild in this country at the moment, folks. So I'm sitting here and it's probably 12 or 13 degrees outside, which is really, really mild for the middle of February. So get out there, get your spring bot rake out and start raking through and then get your fork and aerate down to around about three quarters of the way down your actual fork. And uh, that will deter Shafer grubs and will stop the badgers from actually coming in. Now, if they've really torn into your turf, you'll need to put some compost down where the hole is and actually reseed over the top. Now, when you're reseeding, Margaret, add a little bit extra for the birds so they can come in and have a peck, OK? But do it right now. It'll be fine. And you won't have to water it in because, remember, there's a little bit of rain around here, there and everywhere, isn't there? Right at this particular point in time. And that's what's to, what to do with your Lawn. Hope that helps you.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Margaret. And thank you very much, Darren. Well, I asked Monty about badgers and uh, sort of how to deter them from your garden. This is what he said. Badgers. Do you ever get badgers yeah, digging up the lawn? Yeah, we have that
1: a lot. Um, badgers dig up the lawn. We've had actually, we've had a badger get in the hen house too. Oh no, uh, did it have yeah, them? Yeah, it caused, caused damage. But but what badgers do is they're after earthworms yeah. and they go along making all this terrible damage as they, as they can rip along. Luckily, we only had that for one year and then we haven't had badgers since. But you know, if you go out at night and see badgers, how wonderful is that?
0: It's a privilege to see them yeah, alive, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. I think the final thing is always see the bigger picture. Stop just thinking about your individual plants and that individual animal. What is predating on those moles or those rabbits? If by having rabbits are there more buzzlies. Mm. you know, or if you have ants, I mean, I, I know this, for example, near where I live, there's a wonderful field full of knobbly ant hills. Those are red ants and they are the primary food for the green woodpecker.
0: Mm, of course.
1: If you want green woodpeckers, you've got to have ants.
0: We're just part of a chain, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is true, isn't it, Darren? You just you do have to share and share alike, really, with your garden space.
2: Yeah, what we what we've come to realise, Molly, and we have to, mm. is that we're just all part of an ecosystem. We're one part of that ecosystem, aren't we? And what we've tried to do is we tried to dominate that ecosystem and we can not do that anymore. And we just have to respect the, the things that are around us and share the planet with us. And yeah. that's all there is to it, folks. That's what you've got to do. You might not like a buzzy bumblebee buzzing around you, but you know, where would we be without the buzzy bumblebee? No beans, no peas, no not fruit, anything. No, no Anything. Yeah, we need the bees. Exactly.
0: Which reminds me, Darren, actually, just uh, before about an hour before uh, you and I joined to do the podcast, Bombus Bombus, the most beautiful bumblebee. That's, I nearly stepped on it. Thank goodness I looked. I know. Thank goodness I looked down uh, just before I did step forward because my foot would have gone on it. Huge thing, literally just waking up. I guess it was sort of stumbling around, wasn't flying. I gave it a bit of sugar water, but it wasn't interested. So I did put it in the greenhouse with the doors open. Um, but um, the garden is awaking, The insects are awakening, and it was just lovely to see such a beautiful. And it looked like a really healthy bee. I couldn't see any mites or anything on it. A really healthy bee, which filled me with joy.
2: Yeah, and as you say, as I call it things are kicking off aren't they yeah there's all sorts of things that are actually uh activating and i saw bees the other day it was a really mild day 16 degrees the other day you know I know and absolutely gorgeous plant with bees just wandering around it trying to get pollen from the flowers wonderful 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 things to see
0: exciting time Again, yeah. makes you
2: feel glad to be alive yeah it does It does. It?
0: it's lovely it's lovely now we're going to be hearing from uh, George Plumtree next about how NGS did last year Darren, I don't know if you saw this I did want to mention some horticultural news that I saw this week about bioluminescent house plants are you aware of these No,
2: go on then. Well,
0: it's a shame because they're not going to be available in the UK. They're about to go on sale in America. Biotechnology firm Light Bio, it's in Idaho, going to start shipping batches of 50,000 firefly petunias in April. Now, the firefly petunia glows brightly. It doesn't need special food thanks to a group of genes inserted into the plant from the bioluminescent mushroom. We're talking mushrooms of the day, weren't we? Neonothapanus nambi. Does that ring a bell?
2: Well done. Well, done.
0: <laughs> well, unlike fluorescence, which requires special light bulbs, this petunia's bioluminescence happens without the need of any type of special light or special food. Uh, and it glows like the moon, apparently. It's, it gives enough light for you to go to the toilet at night. <laughs> I think sounds absolutely brilliant. It's been approved by the US Department of Agriculture. It was in September, just gone. And um, shipments are $29. Shipments are beginning in about six weeks' time for uh, prospective clients. Glow-in-the-dark
2: plants. Wow, that sounds brilliant. That sounds brilliant, doesn't it?
0: I didn't realise they'd been working on it for so long. Keith Wood, it says here, uh, chief exec and co-founder of Light Bio, has been working on the bioluminescent plant, which emits light through chemical reactions inside the cells, since the 1980s. It'd
2: be all right, wouldn't it? Instead of, you you know, when you go to the loo in the middle of the night. Yeah. (laughs) Take your plant with you like a candle.
0: Yeah, exactly. I thought that was really smashing. Wee
2: willy winky. (laughs) With your petunia. (laughs) 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 I like it.
0: Let's hear from George Plumtree, CEO of the National Garden Scheme. Now, we've already heard from George on the Happy Garden podcast about forthcoming plans this year, but I also did ask him how last year was for the charity.
5: The most important thing, in a way, for us in 2023 is that our amazing gardens managed to reach a little milestone that we're looking at. Mm. from a sort of closing distance for a few years which is that they raised a total of four million pounds for the first time ever. Wow George. Um, We've been nudging up towards it since about 2018 then obviously there was a bit of a setback in 2021 and finally in 2023 it was because we see helena my finance manager and me we see the um, the money coming in from the counties from gardens and counties on a weekly basis on a friday morning a bit like seeing the weekly sales figures mm. and it got very exciting as we were counting down towards the four million and we passed it in about the last week in november
0: How did that Uh, feel? We ended
5: up, oh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's not a huge amount more than we raised in 2022, probably. I mean we did have a good year but it was probably 300,000 more but the fact is you know we've now passed that milestone of course you know when we get to talking about looking ahead to 2024 of course the the pressure is now on that I need to make sure that we stay there (laughs) yeah (laughs) bigger and better but it was a brilliant effort by everybody and garden owners were really thrilled and it enabled us we were able to give away record amounts to our beneficiaries so we actually ended up Giving away just over three point four million at the end of the year, Gosh. Um, which again was a record sum.
0: George, I must ask who who decides, or how do you decide which charities you're going to support annually, and who, well, who who's, it, who's, who's who's going to be the beneficiaries? To for be this honest,
5: year? Molly. To be honest, Molly, most of it is fairly fixed because uh, people should always remember that we were founded. We are effectively a nursing charity, it sounds an odd thing to say. We were founded and we were part of the Queen's Nursing Institute from 1927 until 1980, and we were founded to raise money to support district nurses. And it's just that opening gardens has turned out to be a very effective way of raising money. And that's all what we've always done. When we became an independent charity in 1980, we expanded the portfolio of people we gave money to, but keeping it, in it certainly in those early decades, to a group of nursing and health charities. So <laughs> what we have today is a group of six main beneficiaries, I'm sure all of whom most people would have heard of, so as well as the Queen's Nursing Institute, which still does great support work and management and training for district nurses. So it's Macmillan Cancer Support, Mary Hospice UK, Carers Trust, and Parkinson's UK. There are six main, they're long-term, we're committed to supporting all six of them on a long-term basis. So, obviously, to give you an example of how long we've been doing it, uh, obviously, the Queen's Nursing Institute, since we were founded nearly 100 years ago, this year, 2024, we will celebrate 40 years of continuous support for Macmillan. A few years ago, we support we, we reached 25 years of supporting Hospice UK, Mary Curie, and Carers Trust. So these, is, these are long-term partnerships. Now, in addition to that, we give out other grants under what we call our Gardens and Health programme, and that is funding gardens which have got a very definite health benefit so in this area we have two long-term commitments one to Horatio's garden which builds gardens in hospitals in spinal units and the one in your area would be the one in Oswestry Mm -hmm. which is sort of on the wales shropshire border and then there's another one at Cardiff and we fund gardens for Maggie's centres you know where people go when they've been diagnosed with cancer for a bit of TLC and support and all mega centres have wonderful gardens but we would also look at one-off projects under that gardens and health umbrella so a charity can say um, like for instance there's a charity that builds gardens for children's hospices and we've given them a grant for a children's hospice garden in Norfolk which we gave them last year so there's that little group we do give a lesser amount of money to the whole area of Training and supporting people into gardening careers because you know, all our funds are raised at garden, so it's it's always seems an appropriate thing to do. And in again in that area, projects come in and out. Finally, and this is our newest area of serious you know donation, is that we now fund a very considerable number of community garden projects all over the country. People apply between uh, the end of October and the beginning of December. And to give you an idea, in 2023, we funded 86 projects to the tune of £260,000. Just summarising, so that in a way, there isn't a great deal of choice about where the money goes because the land share of it goes to our long-term who we will support year on year. That whole thing is reviewed once every three years by my trustees they review the whole donations policy but to be honest one of the six would have to do something very wrong to be dropped (laughs) okay (laughs) more likely it is 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 that the the actual amounts that go to each one might be streamlined in one way or another or they might decide to give a bit more to community gardens which is what they did two years ago etc so sometimes it's quite difficult because you know i get I get regular approaches, and we get approaches from wonderful charities. But like most grant-making organisations, we can't support everybody. And what we have found over the years, particularly during this period of the last 10 years or so, when we've we've actively wanted to build up much more active partnerships with our beneficiaries, rather than it being a sort of arm's length thing that we just give them money. You know, we have very active partnerships, and they are much easier to build and sustain if you if you are uh, supporting a charity on a long-term basis you know if we had charities coming in and out all the time we you'd never really build a meaningful partnership with them if that makes sense
0: george plumtree the ceo of the national garden scheme and we do have one more slot in the ngs little mini series george will be with us talking about uh, them getting ready for chelsea that coming soon Ooh, on the Happy Garden yeah. podcast. Yes, and also Stan and Vicky from Craig House Cacti. They're currently getting ready for Chelsea as well. So we must do sort of a, a Chelsea run-up special, Darren. Talking about shows. Yes.
2: Rudge the Rudge Judge.
0: Ah, oh, have you been confirmed? Have you been booked? I
2: have, yes. I have been booked. Now, they um, they want me to go down to the, uh, the spring show. BBC Gardeners World Live spring show in Bewley, Molly, on the second of May. I am considering my options there. <laughs> <laughs> considering
4: your options.
0: What will you be? The the judge of the show gardens or a talker or speaker, should I say? What um
2: it will, what... they just want me to go and judge.
0: Oh.
2: Okay. Do they have show is... gardens there? Yeah, they have. They've got, well, that's what I'll be going to judge. Right. They've asked me if I would be, want to be. Aww. It's a smaller show than uh, the NEC show. Well, this
0: is new. Is this, is this new this year, These the 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 extra it's, shows?
2: It's either its second or th- the spring show, I think, is its second right. year. But they've added an autumn show, which was the first year last year. Mm. It, it, it's going to be its second year. There are only going to be five judges. So they've asked me to consider.
0: <gasps> Considering your options. I like Of course it. I'm going to go. <laughs> of course you're going to go. When's that, 2nd of May? Where's Bewley?
2: Bewley is right the way down by Portsmouth. It's just off the New Forest, Mm. Southampton Way, I think. Somewhere down there. (laughs) So much to look forward to.
0: Now, Darren, another little bit of audio that you sent me in the week
2: was this. Here we are at the Bilston Voluntary Garden, and today we're making bird boxes, mainly for tits and thrushes, but uh, as you can hear... Our volunteers are a hive of activity. And we cut the initial timbers. And now we're drilling holes for the birds to actually uh, wander through. Okay? And that's what Elizabeth has just achieved. She's just put a hole in the front of her bird box. Well done, Elizabeth. Thank you. Well done.
4: There's a little bit
2: of a snag. There's a little bit of a snag. Are you stuck? That's all right. We can get you out of that snag. No problem at all. No way to loose. it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> she might have broken the drill bit. Never mind. <laughs> That's what learning is all about, isn't it, guys?
0: <laughs> oh, bless Elizabeth. She broke the drill bit, but having a go is what it's all about. Tell us about your week, Darren.
2: Oh, it's been fabulous. Uh, obviously, we've got our volunteer garden in Bilston, Wolverhampton. And uh, this week, we, as, as it said, on the little bit of audio there, we're making bird boxes nice. for tits and <laughs> so, uh And it's just uh, some recycled timber... Costs next to nothing, folks. Apart from a little bit of time, and they painted them up. And I, uh, I put a, I put um, something on on the Facebook page yeah, those uh, for this as well. Uh, you know, and there's just some of our volunteers that are just really enjoying themselves, just making bird boxes because it's going to be nesting season very, very soon. Early March, early to mid March is the main nesting season from March to August. So if you're pruning anything, folks, especially your hedges and things like that, we will be warning you won't be molly, just to be aware that there might be nesting birds because it's against the law for you to actually prune a hedge in particular. Uh, where there's nesting birds because you're disturbing them, you're disturbing nature, and it's totally and utterly unfair just because you want to have a tidy up of your hedges. Do it now, give them a clip back now, and they'll be nice and tidy for you early spring. But yeah, I mean, we've had a wonderful time. Next week, we're going to put them up, and uh, we're developing a wildlife area at the gardeners as, as well, Molly. So hmm. we're going to build habitat hotels, uh, bug hotels, we're going to put lacewing and ladybird hibernation sites in there, and do all sorts of wonderful things things like that they're just really enjoying themselves just being happy and Elizabeth actually is one of our mentors she's one of the people that were on our last course Mm. and has come back to help new volunteers with their gardening skills it's great it's great fun and you can hear them there in the background dealing with power tools some of them have never ever used a power drill or a jigsaw or anything like that and they're just getting the first chance in their life to actually use a power tool and just to become confident with it. I was
0: about it. to say that will really boost confidence, won't it? And yeah. uh, You know, enhancing skills that yeah, you can have a go and you can do it.
2: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they're not afraid with us because they can make the mistakes. It's not a problem. We just um, heard
0: you there. It's really sweet. So I think Elizabeth had said, oh, I think there's been a snag because the drill bit had broken. And you said, oh, don't worry, you know, we can get through any snag.
2: Yeah, really we can work through it. We work through it. Nobody's going to get into trouble if they break anything. You know, it's not about that. It's about building your confidence and having yeah. fun at the end of the day. You learn a lesson by breaking a drill, bit, don't you?
0: Well, do you ever take Mrs Darren's two-speed hammer drill down to the um, community garden?
2: No, no not allowed no, to. No, no, Not allowed to. OK. She keeps that. She guards with that. She <laughs> sleeps <laughs> with it, Molly.
0: Is she back yet from being cute? Is she uh, Is she under the sink? Have you heard a return? or
2: she under the sink? <laughs>
0: I just have this vision of like you know the st- <laughs> the bullcock or whatever it is has gone and there's water all over the Rudge kitchen and you're you're just upstairs on the bed having a laugh. And Mrs. Rudge is soaking downstairs.
2: She loves <laughs> the water it water
0: spraying it. everywhere. She loves well, it.
2: You see, if, if there's if there's water leaking, she's got a saucepan to help her clean <laughs> You've got it got
0: up. whole set of <laughs> with lids. Don't forget, there was matching lids that came on Valentine's Day as well. <laughs> oh, Darren! Um, now, Dazzler Punch, shall we do your um, jokes? Oh yes. Oh now, <laughs> you clapping, Darren? Even WhatsApp me in the week to say it. how proud you are. Five, is it? Five. And they're better than a potato chitting itself.
2: Well, I think they're on a par. OK, <laughs> let's
0: go. Now in the happy garden... It's about time for some <laughs> Alan titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. All right, then. Come on, then. You now you've built this up for a good four days for me. Let's uh, let's Hi, judge. Molly. Judge, yep.
2: Someone keeps sending me flowers with their heads cut off.
0: That'll <laughs> be Mrs, Mrs. Darren. And yeah, go on.
2: I think I'm being stalked. Oh god. That is good. <laughs> Number two. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. The other day, trying to lose weight, I was told I would have to go on a walnut only diet, Molly. Oh. That's just that's just nuts, isn't it? <laughs> good. Too good. A tortoise was walking down a garden path and was mugged by a slug and a snail. mm When the police asked him what happened, (laughs) he said, I don't know, it all happened so quickly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Molly, something I've never, ever told you is when I sunbathe in the garden, you can see my all-over tattoos. (laughs) Okay. When people are stressed, I let them colour my tattoos in. You see, some people... Just need a shoulder to crayon.
0: on. Oh, good.
2: <laughs>
0: That's good, <for> Darren.
2: <laughs> and finally, yes. I broke up with my girlfriend last year at a garden barbecue because she couldn't stop counting Molly. I always wonder what she's up to now.
0: <laughs> oh God, oh, it's a yes. Oh, Darren, good. Uh... Chitting, no chitting. <laughs> going to, Darren, how you're going to top the potato-chit-himself joke He's beyond me. I don't know. But I did enjoy that very, very much. <laughs>
5: That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Some um,
2: people need a shoulder to cry crayon.
0: On. That's good. Was that, gar- was that gardening related? Hang on a yeah. second.
2: Well, as I said, I was sunbathing. Oh, in the garden. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it was tenuous, but you did. You, <laughs> you covered yourself there. Uh, right, that's sheet three. That's sheet four.
2: Wow. <laughs> One sheet. One sheet? Juan <laughs> Sheet. Juan <One> Sheet.
0: <laughs> Do you think Juan Sheet will be doing any of the gardening shows
2: this year? I don't know.
0: I'd, I'd like, like to know
2: still does it.
0: Do you remember about. Two, three years ago, at no, maybe two years ago, at Gardener's World Live, we got, we got. I don't know why we got um, pulled into dancing with, yeah. The um, who were we dancing with?
2: Strictly oh, Strictly Come, Come dancing. dancing.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. yes, it was a Strictly Come Dancing dance floor. Yeah. For some reason. You you had to um, you went with a beautiful lady, I can't remember her name, and I Ooh. had to go with someone who looked like one sheet who got his um, shirt unbuttoned to his belly button, didn't know where yeah. to look, and uh, you and I were spanned around the dance floor.
2: We were, yeah.
0: To a huge crowd.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. It was. We were good, though, I thought. Because I've got two left feet. <laughs>
0: We got around. I can't. I
2: haven't got a rhythmic bone in my
0: body. (laughs) Oh, I didn't like to say.
2: You know that. But you gave it a go. Well, I did. I did did give it a go. I did some dad dancing. (laughs) It was good, though. I enjoyed that. That 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 woman walked away from me. (laughs) She
0: did. She did. I don't think the music had even (laughs) ended, and she's like, "Yeah, thank you." I've had
2: enough of him. (laughs) Goodbye. She got a fake tan and everything. (laughs) Oh, what a laugh!
0: I love Gardeners World Live. Looking forward to it. Um, well, that's us nearly done. We've just got some jobs for the week ahead to get through. We'll say what? our dear, yes, what a sheet four done.
2: Sheet four, mm. not one sheet.
0: No, four sheets.
2: Four sheets to the wind, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> no, it's
0: three sheets to the wind, isn't it?
2: <laughs> three sheets to the wind. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why is it three ready. sheets to the wind? Can't you Google it?
0: Yeah, I've literally got the iPad in my hand. Oh, hang on, let me just close one sheet because he's the... <laughs> there's a big one. picture of one sheet. Uh, three one sheet. sheets to the, to the
2: wind. wind
0: origin. Wind. Uh, the informal expression too brackets or three sheets to the wind. I suppose you could be either. Oh, yeah. means being drunk. The origin is nautical. In sailing, the sheet is a rope that controls the trim of a sail. So the sheet that is in the wind has to be loose from its mooring and flapping in the wind like a flag. It's about as explanatory Standard as <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I do something nautical. They always are. So, yes?
2: presumably, there will be three sheets then blowing around in the wind. Uh, three sheets to the wind.
0: Well, I suppose. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really get it, Darren. <laughs> Just nod and carry on.
2: Neither do I. No. Yeah. No. Um, so, Your present. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. listening no anyway. No, It's
0: fine. Oh, well, they are. They are in <laughs> Shover Socket. <laughs>
2: <laughs> was
0: <laughs>
2: it? Shover
0: well, I can't even remember where Shover Socket was. Was that Amsterdam?
2: <laughs> Amsterdam, yeah, the Netherlands. <laughs> Shover Socket. <laughs>
0: Right, let's... uh, Anyway, look, stop this tomfoolery. Let's, um... (laughs) Let's... (laughs) Where's your job gone?
1: Now we're happy garden.
0: Oh, I say, sweetie, (laughs) this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be
1: absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead.
5: Well,
0: yes.
2: Go. Molly's favourite job Mowing the
0: lawn
2: Give that lawn a mow folks And uh, it avoids you having that hard toil When it starts to actively grow So give it a smart up now And it'd be nice and tidy in March uh, when it starts to actively grow. And you won't have to cut it back like a jungle. You know, you normally leave it like a jungle. And then it's really hard work, isn't it? Apply moss killer if you need to on heavy, uh, if there's heavy moss growth. And you can start to think about feeding as well. So a good spring feed is what you want. This will green your lawns through. Now, for your fruit, vegetables and herbs... Buds are already starting to swell on fruit trees and bushes. So a little bit of fertiliser around the base. High potash fertiliser is what you actually need. Pruning of apple and pear trees and blackcurrant bushes should be completed as soon as possible, folks. And plant garlic and shallot sets without delay if the ground is dry enough to cultivate. And sow vegetables such as early peas and um, things like broad beans, onions and parsnips. Is that your shallot? That's it. Is that I'm done. Sh- shallot. That's me shallot. shallot.
0: I was sniggering in that because I just um, I just had a, a, a quick look at who was listening in the Netherlands and it's, it's not shovel sock in it. It's uh, put a shock in it.
2: Put a shock in it.
0: <laughs> Goodness sakes. Oh, Darren, Now, next week on the Happy Garden podcast, uh, we will be joined by Caroline Quentin off of, uh, was it uh, Men Behaving Badly? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I used to love that. Yeah, She is such a keen gardener. We're having a chat about her new book, uh, her new gardening book, Drawn to the Garden. And she's actually done the illustrations as well. It's a beautiful book, which is uh, just about to be released. So she's on the podcast next week. So that is us about Donna Dazzler Pants for another podcast. And, um, well, I'm going to go and get the washing in, make the beds, so we'll sleep well tonight. It's uh, <laughs> an so exciting Our end. What are you going to do?
2: Well, first of all, I love a fresh bed.
0: Oh, I know. It does make whoa, you sleep better, doesn't it?
2: Clean sheets. Mm. All right, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> but you do, don't you? You get in and you roll yeah. around. It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Inhale um, the Lenore. As to what I'm... Well, I'm looking forward to my tea. What
0: do you have? Fish and chips.
2: Oh, fish and chips.
0: Fish and chip. Are you going down Ma- the chippy?
2: No, we make, we, we're we doing the healthy option. So it's going to be made in the air fryer. Nice. Which you got us on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I went and bought a really expensive air fryer, actually. And we can do the is it Sunday, a, Sunday dinner is it, in our air fryer. Is it a
0: ninja? No. Nope. Oh,
2: what you got? I could not tell you what the make is. Oh,
0: Really? <laughs> well, it's, it's, Really, proper... <laughs> Darren? Could,
2: could you not? <laughs> it's got a Russian name. please. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to this afternoon.
0: Well, enjoy, Darren. And thank you, thank you, thank you for the podcast today. And uh, look forward to doing it all again next week.
2: A pleasure as always. Oh. And you know what, Molly? Go you on. can put the phone down first. Oh, okay. She has done as well.
1: You've been listening to The Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to send them an email, get in touch with The Happy Garden Podcast by emailing thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Follow them on social media. Just search for The Happy Garden Podcast. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...